Hi folks, it's your host W. Curtis Preston and I wanted to give you some great news. Druva liked my latest O'Reilly book enough to sponsor it and you can get a free copy by just going to druva.com slash podcast. Hope you like it. This week on No Hardware Required, we'll be talking about Data Privacy Day. With me as always is our CTO, Stephen Manley. Thanks for joining. Hi, and welcome to Druva's No Hardware Required podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And with me, I have our illustrious CTO, Stephen Manley. How's it going, Stephen? Oh, it's going great. There is nothing I like better than talking publicly about privacy. <laughs> so I, I live online, right? I, I, my job is to communicate about Druva to the world, right? I'm the chief technical evangelist. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Reddit. I, I feel like my entire life is is on public display. I don't I don't know. Do you do you feel that way? I, I'm still big on on Usenet. I, I see that that's a I think that's a thriving community. Um, you know, I used to be big on Usenet. <laughs> no, I I a hundred percent agree. Right, and 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 it's interesting. Certainly for all of us who who do quite a bit on social, there's always that that balance there where you, you do want to expose enough of yourself that you don't just sound like you're a marketing bot. Right, you, you've got to have some personality. Some, right. but but then you get into that whole question of how much is too much, and how and have I now exposed things that are I'm going to regret uh, deeply uh, six months or six years or six decades down the line. Yeah, when you look at a company like Google, where you know they know a lot. About, I mean, it, when they aggregate together what they have of me, I use Gmail. Druva uses Google Workspace. I use Google as my primary search engine. I use YouTube. That's another Google product. I am a do-it-yourselfer. I am always typing, how do you something <laughs> on YouTube? And when you put all of that together, they know an awful lot about me, what I'm doing, what I'm up to, what I'm thinking about. I think it's it's the, the there's the use of that information, then there's the abuse of that information, right. and when we started seeing some really scary things I, I, that that fell into the more abuse category, I think that's when you saw things like the GDPR. Yeah, I I, I agree, and and I think uh, one of the things that I consistently get from reasonably technical people, right? So we're not talking about my parents here, but we're talking about people who, who are pretty technology savvy. It's, it's amazing. You know, when you go into the depth of the kind of data that, that you can gather about somebody and, and Hey, let's, let's face it, you know, these services, once you're logged in, they're not even divining anything. They, you know, they're tracking exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the depth and amount uh, of information they have. And, and, and one of the tricks I, I, I often give people is, look, you know, do, do a Google search for something or, or even just you know, you know, something really simple. Uh, and then go to YouTube and assuming you don't have, you know, assuming you get ads in your YouTube, mm -hmm. it's amazing how quickly you'll suddenly see ads for those things. Um, you know, the, these, this is, this is not, uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, a fly by night operation. This is, no. this is advanced to the nth degree. Well, and, and I, because before I worked for Druva, I worked at my own company where we had, I 
you know, among, you know, I was chief cook and bottle washer. And one of the things I did was uh, targeted Facebook advertising. <laughs> so there you go. I, I know exactly the degree to which you can use personal information. You know, I'm looking for people in this age range, you know, uh, this uh, gender expression, this sexual preference, this, uh, you know, what their political affiliation is that live, you know, in this kind of house, right. you know, that, that, that liked these pages. And it, it is an incredible amount of specificity. And so when we, when we look, but, but if you look back to when you and I, you know, were sort of coming up in the tech space, this wasn't really a thing. The private, the, the concept of privacy, the way we have it today, oh, not not even not even close. And 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 you know, I mean, and, and some of it probably was you know pre-internet. There was probably a lot less that that you could gather. Mm-hmm. But but to your point, I think also you know th- there there was there was a the world was maybe more transactional back then. And and you know, I think we've all heard the line, you know, if uh, if you're not paying for the product, you're the product. Right. Um, you, you know. Earlier days, you know, if I were online, it was because I was buying something, and 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 frankly, you know, I I liked some of the things that knew about me, like Amazon being able to tell me you might also like this product, or Netflix recommending uh, movies that I might like. Those were all like, this is cool. I like this. I'm finding new things I never never knew about before. Um, but. But 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 it does at some point make you realize, especially with the long tail of what's retained about you, um, how much do you really want yourself exposed? And and I think that's why you know we're, we're on our I think this will be our fourteenth anniversary or our fourteenth instantiation of Data Privacy Day started you know back in two thousand eight. A lot of this to me is is all about just getting awareness out to people. It's it's saying you know. Be conscious about what you're sharing. Be conscious about what's exposed, and be conscious about you know be the the fact that you can limit you know what's being stored about you. Yeah, and I think when you look at the GDPR, when you look at CCPA and CPRA, which is the update to that, the California Consumer Privacy Act, I think the one core concept, and this is a really new concept in terms of how long I've been in the IT industry. And that is your personal information. And again, let's just spell what that is. That's more than what the typical American thinks of when they think of like PII. This is not personally identifiable information the way we typically define it in the US. This is anything that can be used to identify you as a person, which is a a rather long list of things and includes both technical things and non-technical things. Any of that data and all of that data is your property, not the entity with which you're communicating, which means that you should, and if it's the GDPR, CCPA, must give your consent for that entity to store that data and then use that data in some way. And that, um, and, and you must specifically opt in to things like communication back to you uh, opt into whether or not they're allowed to like the CCPA went, I think another step that said to opt into the concept of, of either selling your personal information. And with the, the update CPRA, they even added th- that you need to opt in to having your data shared. 
whether they're whether they're um, you know selling it or not, sharing it, uh, you have to opt in. That that that's the core concept. That, that this data, your privacy, you have a right to it, and these other companies do not have the right to that information. Right. And so a lot of companies, Druva included, you know, had to go and make sure that they were getting consent for obtaining that data, storing that data, and using that data. And, and and I think you know the other part, and this is and this is where you know I have sympathy, empathy for for the uh, for all the companies out there. Is you know, boy, it was it was hard just being able to sort of get data and access data and protect data and recover data. And now you're in this position of, oh, you you did that, you did that sort of acceptance, and well, there, there's time limits. So now you have to have time limits on how long you can hold the data. And remember, at any point uh, in a lot of these regulations, I can call up and say, I need you to forget that data about me, mm-hmm. or I need you to give me all the data you have about me, so I understand you know what what's out there. And the degree of complexity that adds to a data environment. Because we're talking about people who are dealing with you know, these massive growth rates of data, and now it's, I need you to go find you know the Stephen Manley needles in this haystack, and potentially delete them. Mm-hmm. And and if you think that isn't bad enough, this then extends to the vendors that we work with. So if it's not just our systems, but if Stephen Manley information is stored in Salesforce or Marketo or or any SaaS application, you need to be able to go to them and extract and, and excise that information. And it and it's created this 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 really challenging world for a lot of companies to just say, "Wow, how do I how do I get on top of this?" Yeah. And, you know, and it, it, it's going to be a challenge over the next several years as, you know, wherever you live, as they roll out these new regulations, right? And it's if, coming. If you're in California, you've already been sort of double hit, right? You know, if you did business in Europe and you live in, or you do business in California, you, you have the two most stringent regulations, right? Attached to you. Uh, I don't know how much worse it could get, but the, the the problem is that each regulation has a little different flavor, and you just need to make sure you do that. For example, CCPA versus GDPR. CCPA def- includes the concept of a household, right. whereas GDPR was only only people. Let's switch gears for a minute and talk about the role that a company like Druva plays for companies that are holding personal information. In addition to making sure that you have a consent, making sure that you satisfy the to the what I'm going to call a discovery request and and also a deletion request, you also need to make sure that you're protecting that data both from inappropriate access yep. and also deletion or corruption. And that's where a company like ours comes in. How big of a challenge do you think that is for the typical company to make sure that they're backing up data in a way? that meets these regulations? Uh, I, I find many, many of my discussions are about how difficult it is. And, and this this is that whole concept of data sprawl. And frankly, the internet and SaaS applications and cloud is, is just accelerated, accelerated data sprawl. So it's it's that spot of, well, it's it's no longer just in this database. So it's it's in these SaaS applications. It's in these, maybe it's moved to these endpoints. Maybe it's running in this cloud application. And, and all these companies are looking and saying, how do I even wrap my arms around it? Because I, I can't secure, I can't inf- 
enforce privacy if I don't even know about it or if, if, if I can't scale to even sort of touch all of these these data sources. And so a lot of the conversations I have with people is just, you know, your first step has to be we just have a policy and we're able to apply it to everybody. And and, and one of the things that, that I, I strongly encourage uh, customers to do, because I see this a lot, it's, it's that perfect is the enemy of the good where they say, well, no, no, we're still refining our policy. We're still defining our policy. Our lawyers are still working through this. And that might be six, nine, 12 months that that's been happening. And, 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 and what I've seen in terms of court cases, what I've seen in terms of regulators is you are better off coming out with a, a simple bare bones plan that you can execute and then executing against it. Um, and when the regulators come in, you can at least say, this is the effort we've done. This, you know, we're following you know, what we've said we would do. And they may slap you on the wrist and say, well, you need to improve. You need to, to do more. Right. But you contrast that with, well, we're still figuring it out. They throw the book at you because, or, because or, it doesn't look like you've nothing. tried. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think when so, I think about that, I think about there was, there was a hospital. It was the classic example of they clearly didn't even try. Every employee of the hospital had access to all information, which includes like people's medical records. Right. right. So that every, what they did was it was easiest to classify everyone in the hospital as a doctor. Oh God. Right. So basically everyone in the hospital had doc, including the janitor, the janitor had doctor level access to people's medical records and, and the GDPR came down hard. They just said, you clearly didn't even try and Therefore we're going to have this massive fine, which totally backs up your, your comment that you're making. I completely agree with everything you said that there's this massive data sprawl and companies have to establish a policy uh, of saying, you know, I know that in Druva, when you want to use a new SaaS app, one of the first questions I ask you is whether or not this will store either Druva confidential information or personal information. And if either of those answers is yes, then you get a, a much greater degree of scrutiny, right? So yes, you must control this data sprawl and first off, get some idea of just how big the problem is. But then the other thing is you do need to think about data resiliency right. and make sure because one of the requirements of any and all of these regulations is that you're also protecting the information. Again, right. we've already talked about inappropriate access, but you also need to protect that against damage. Right. And I think that there are way too many companies that are using a lot of these SaaS apps that are storing really important information and they're not backing that data up. Right. It's a pretty common problem, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. It's, 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 uh, to some extent, I, I always, I always treat it as, you know, there, there, and it falls into two camps. So, so there's the one camp of somebody in the business said, Hey, we're, we're trying to solve a problem. And, you know, they, they sort of, you know, get their way through the, through the purchasing process. And, and nobody's necessarily the wiser that that, that the data is being stored out there, whether it's again in public cloud or in a SaaS application, um, and 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 they're just trusting that it's going to be okay, and and maybe it's because they don't know better. Then there's the second one where 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 we meet customers who say it's just so hard. 
you know, I, I'm barely keeping up with what's in my data center, and I know I should be doing something with Salesforce 365, Google Workspace, whatever it's going to be. But I don't want to buy another product, and I don't have time to to go figure this out. And so, fingers crossed that it's going to be okay. And 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 the moment your plan is fingers crossed, or I trust it's going to be fine, or what you know, what's the worst that could happen? Those are terrible plans. <laughs> those are, yeah. yeah, those are definitely terrible plans. And, and the thing is, and I say this a lot, but one thing has never changed as long as I've been in the, in the, you know, the backup industry. And that is nobody wants to do this. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants this job. Right. Yep. And that's why I, I really enjoy working for Druva because we offer a service where we can say, listen, I, I agree. It, it's it's way too hard to to figure out how to how to install and configure and, and architect a new product. How about you just authenticate us to your SaaS app yep. and say back up all the things, and then just let us worry about it. Right. Yes, you should monitor and report on the product and all of that. But in terms of all of the typical challenges that come with backup and recovery, backing up a, a supported SaaS app. It is about as easy as it gets. Yeah, and 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 frankly, I think this has to be where the industry heads because this data sprawl problem, and and it really is. It's 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 two things hitting at once. It's the data sprawl problem of my goodness, my data is everywhere, combined with the requirements continue to get you know more challenging. I mean. You know, this is privacy day. Uh, at some point, we're going to have, I'm sure, another. You should protect yourself from ransomware day, and you know there should always be. You know, there's always World Backup Day, and, and you start to wrap your head around it. You say, I've got more data in more places with more requirements against it, and of course, the last part of this equation is with fewer people and less budget. The only way you're going to make this happen is is if you can you know, sign up for for a service or something that's going to take care of it for you. Because you just can't brute force your way through this anymore. Uh, we did that for a lot of years, and it was always painful. It was always expensive. It was always, you know, it, it cost this much this month and that much next month, and, and and incredibly unreliable from back in the day. And and not to mention when we add on the problems of of ransomware and all of these attacks. Those ransomware figures into protecting data from accidental. Uh, deletion or in fact i'll tell you one of the uh, one of the ransomware threats i've seen now oh boy at least three or four times now um which which ties into some of that exfiltration use case is uh the 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 the, the cyber attacker saying so we broke in we saw what was uh, we saw what was in your data and we are going to either a leak uh, obviously leak to the internet uh, your private information or b even simpler we can actually just flag regulators that you are in fact not properly managing the privacy data that you're supposed to be managing and so they don't even need to encrypt your data they i mean it, it's it's straight up just you know almost like yeah, extortion protection money of we could tell the we could tell the GDPR officials exactly what data to go look at and you're going to get a two million dollar fine and get egg on your face or you pay us money 
and and so you, they're watching. They they in some ways your ransomware hackers are better at looking at your privacy data than some of these companies are. You know, this may be an unpopular opinion, Stephen, but I don't think these ransomware guys are very nice people. <laughs> I, I I tell you, you know, they they uh, yeah. I, I suspect when they're logging in and they're threatening to expose your privacy violations, it's not because they care about your customers. Uh, uh, pretty sure they're not trying to do a public service there. I want to thank you for taking the time to chat about Data Privacy Day. Uh, you know, I, and again, I, I know this can feel overwhelming. I, I always try to remind myself is as a consumer first, as a parent, this is a good thing. And then as a company, I think this is also a good thing because if you can meet these regulations, it actually means you're on top of your data. So it can feel overwhelming. But it's also an opportunity to do things the right way. That's a great way to look at it. And also it protects you from events that even if they didn't necessarily violate a particular regulation would be really bad for your company anyway. Yeah. Even if it's not a GDPR violation, I mean, I can still think back to famous hacks over the years that resulted in hundreds of thousands of customers' data being exfiltrated and displayed on the internet. And I remember those companies and I don't want to do business with those companies, right? It's not just about regulations. It's also about the fact that protecting your customers and prospects privacy is just the right thing to do. So I completely agree with you. Well, I also want to thank the listeners for sticking with us uh, as we talk about this challenging subject. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And remember here at Druva, there's no hardware required.